Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we speak to small act executives right after they put out important news. With us today, for the for the first time, not from the company, but him personally, John Barker. He's Vice President of Business Development, Longcore Resources. So he's on the TSX, that's the big board, under LN for our friends in the U.S., also OTCQX under L-O-N-C-F, L-O-N-C-F. Uh, and you actually see those symbols right above John's head there on the uh, on the screen. For those of you new to the story, you're going to love this, uh, especially for resource investors and gold investors. So Longcore, here's the party line. Canadian gold exploration company focused on two projects in the DRC uh, that have historic gold production and massive upside. All right, that's what you expect the company to say. How do we back that up? Uh, first of all, hear, hear this, Barrick Joint Venture. Uh, they got a potential for a tier one discovery. Barrick actually manages and solely funds all exploration of the program, including delivery of a pre-feasibility study on any gold discovery that meets their criteria. Uh, outside of that, outside the, the Barrick JV, Longcore controls 85%, I'm rounding up there, of 3.7 million high-grade ounces within the Imbu project area. So that's under their control. So they get this double whammy going. And they're naturally looking to grow the ounces there. But what they also have, Newmont Gold Corp owns 6% of Longcore's outstanding shares. Resolute Mining owns 26% and has a 30% right of first refusal on any financing. So that tells you that there's a lot of confidence in the company from, from the industry. And finally, on the inside, Arnold Conrad, founder, CEO, owns 27%. That's putting his money where his mouth is. And there's a huge in, inside ownership of about 59%. So there is great confidence. Everyone's putting their money where their mouth is. John, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's a pleasure and, and thanks for the great welcome. Well, look, it's a great welcome because it's an easy story to tell. I mean, when, mm. I, when, I, you know, when I talk about that, that speaks for itself, uh, John. What you can help us do here is, from a layman's example first, let's talk about why. You know, what's the, what, what are the two, the, the two assets that have got outsiders like Barrick, Newmont, and Resolute interested, and also the inside group at such a heavy ownership. What's their reasons? Look, it's really uh, changed a little bit in the uh, in the last uh, fourteen months or so. The real focus of the company now is on uh, Adumbi, which is in the Imbo area that you uh, mentioned. Uh, we have that 85% control. And that project is going from strength to strength. And uh, I'm, I'm calling it now uh, a company maker. No doubt um, with the grades it's got, it's sitting at um, over 2.3 grams a ton. These are very similar grades to what uh, Kibali has been churning out cash with for the last few years uh, at the, the mine 220 k's away. So our focus is really on a dumby. And when I say focus, we're busy drilling, looking to crank up a resource there beyond what we have already, uh, down to only 600 meters. Um, and then soon after that, mid-year of this year, we're going to hopefully come out with a scoping study, which I believe will show uh, exceptional uh, uh, returns given the grade is there drilling going on there right now or what's the what's its current status between now and when that scoping study comes out yeah look we, we're busy drilling at uh, Dumby. we have a around a 12 hole program and we're two-thirds of the way through so there is news filtering out as it comes back and uh, everything touchwood is uh, has been uh, coming back as we expected as far as widths and grades. I mean, Adumbi itself is a 100, 130 meter uh, stacked uh, abundant ironstone deposit, almost vertical. 
and then at depth, it uh, will be focusing on uh, much higher grade, lower zones, uh, thinner, thinner zones. But again, this is what Kibali's been doing, uh, the barracks been doing at Kibali. So everything has come uh, back as we expected it. The drilling itself, um, the first few holes, we're really looking at infill drilling within the, the potential pit structure. We believe uh, from the work that we've done, we should be looking at another four or 500,000 ounces. Of course, that's speculation, but uh, we have a good idea what's above and what's below from the drilling. Um, so we're looking at a uh, cranking up of the, the open pit resources. Um, and then uh, at depth, um, we've been drilling down, as I say, to around 600 meters. And we believe, again, if we're going to speculate, probably a million ounces of uh, resources in that sort of region. So we're then talking with a project down to 600 meters, close to 4 million ounces, or under 4 million ounces, and uh, at those sort of grades. And, and, and from my perspective, I would always prefer to have, you know, maybe slightly less on the ounces. Uh, well, I'd like to have more, but less on the ounces and a much higher grade. And that's what we're certainly having at, at the dummy. And you're really happy think. with the grade right now. Are those grades, yeah. John, par for the course of that area or are they above expectations? Look, there's not a lot of uh, work in our area on Gaiu, three and a half thousand kilometers squared. Um, there's some historic work from the Belgians. Uh, there's uh, various work. There's not a lot of drilling has gone on there. From the drilling that's going on, yeah, we we, we certainly consistent. From what we've seen from the uh, drilling at Kabali, which is the same age of deposit, looks virtually the same. And again, their grades are very, you can go onto Barrick's website and you'll see that their thicknesses and grades are really very similar to, uh, to what we're finding. So we, we're very happy about what we're, uh, what we're finding here. And the last time you put out drill results, uh, looks like January 5th, where you announced Longcore continues to intersect significant gold mineralization at Dumby flagship deposit. How, what's the cadence of uh, expecting more drill results? Uh, uh, estimated time, is it you're going to put these out every six weeks eight weeks what do you think is going to be the interval yeah i think these things are uh, you have to be a little flexible given where we're operating and uh, we have to get it over to tanzania and there's more paperwork now with uh, covid but yeah we would be expecting the results on a couple of holes in the next few days uh, next week or so sorry not the next few days the next few weeks or so and similarly barrica drilling on the jv and we'd expect to get results from them too we can touch on that in a moment um so we would expect a a a flow of results but um i think for us the real key here and the thing that's changed in the story remember the story's been around for 12 years uh so this this group of assets so it's been around but there wasn't much to say but now we have very very clear stepping stones to a potential release of significant value for our shareholders we've got a market cap around 50 million dollars us and um in the next three months we finish the drilling we come out with a resource upgrade so you'll see significant resource upgrade yeah, getting close to tier one um, classification with great grades, grades, and that will then be put into a scoping study. And that scoping study, we'd hope by mid-year, we'll have uh, information on that. So that's very clear stepping stones. And that scoping study, as I said before, earlier, given we've got 2.3 grams a ton rather than one gram a ton of many of the deposits in West Africa, the sort of margins we'd hope to returning are really, really significant. Uh, and and uh, so, I mean, if you would assume a couple of 2 million ounces for our project um, and uh, $1,000 an ounce, which is what Kabali's got, I mean, you're getting big, big figures and very, very uh, basic uh, calculations. And, and that's what's going to release the value in the next three to six months for the shareholders. And that's why I think, you know, we've just in the process of finalizing a, a private placement. And that's why we're getting a whole new raft of, of investors in because it's a simple story, a dumby with a bit of spice on the joint venture and our own exploration. 
sure. and a very simple step one, step two in the next six months to really indicate what the uh, value, potential value release is in our story. That private placement, you guys have closed your first tranche for about $4 million. I'm assuming that's all meant for a Dumby or most of it anyways? Yeah, 4 million Canadian, and uh, that will get us through the scoping study. So we're not likely to be raising money again until we have a, uh, a an indication of uh, what the value is of our uh, project in the ground. So um, hopefully by then, obviously, our, our share price will have uh, corrected significantly on the on the upside. Let's talk about your Barrick JV, because it's amazing how uh, a Dumby is such a great flagship deposit that that leads first. Whereas most of the time, anybody's got a barrack, a joint venture with barrack, they'd be yelling that from the rooftop. So, uh, if if you just had a dummy, that would be great. But let's talk about the <laughs> about the barrack joint venture. What is uh, for people who are watching this for the first time and learning about what should they know about the potential for a tier one discovery there? Yeah, so so this was signed off over four years ago uh, by by Rangel, and uh, so Mark Bristow is now CEO of a, of a barrack. Um, saw the potential of the ground, saw it as a, uh, a very, very similar geological terrain to Kabali. Kabali was starting to crank up its production. Subsequent to that, um, I mean, Kabali has really gone from strength to strength. It seems like uh, every quarter they are at the top end of uh, production estimates. So that proves what can be achieved in the area. So needless to say, uh, Barrick, you know, under the guidance of uh, Bristow, is now looking for Kabali too. And he's, he's saying that in his quarterlies. And they've looked around the vicinity of their operations, but now more and more and more, they're looking outside. Well, we're the only uh, really ground that they've got outside of the Kabali area. So the joint venture with us is really what they're concentrating on uh, currently outside of the Kabali area. But that joint venture you mentioned earlier on, they have the right to get up to 65% if they come with a, uh, a positive pre-feasibility. And at that point, we'll then go to 35% and we have no capital commitment and um, until that point. Then after that, yeah, we have right. to fund it. Yeah, we have to fund it. So, so where are they now? They spent three and a half, four years looking over the ground in great detail, looking uh, obviously at uh, the typical geological assessment. Um, but a key area was, for example, the the age of the banded ironstones, which is the uh, the key rock uh, structure in that area. And the, the age is exactly the same as Kabali. And that obviously encouraged Barrick to get two drill rigs on. So almost six months ago, they pulled two drill rigs on and have been drilling since then. And we've had news release. We get uh, steady news flow. But it's, it's the two areas that they're on currently. There's uh, two areas that are, I mean, they're searching for big projects, plus 5 million ounce, tier one, they call it, projects. Uh, one project they're looking at currently has uh, a structure of, of uh, over seven kilometers. Another one has a structure of over five kilometers. I say uh, drill holes have either been drilled or are drilling. Trenching has been done, which is very encouraging. And we're expecting results uh, from the from the drilling in, again in the next uh, next few weeks uh, coming in from uh, from Tanzania. So there will be a flow. But as I said, that to me is really the spice on top on top of the, the very and that's clear Gumby story. John. That's yeah. the amazing part. Barrick is more of the spice, you know, the oregano on top of the great Greek Mediterranean dinner we're having <laughs> uh, at Longcore. I mean, how many uh, and how many people can say that, right? Where most people would be hanging their hat on that. So 2020. 21, John, looks like it, it should be a transformational year. Would that be fair to say where uh, we, we really learn a lot about both sides of the business? Yeah, if the geology performs as we believe it uh, should do, 
the gold price obviously is a factor as well. And, uh, and, the, and the results, uh, the drill results continue in the vein we've had, then we are gonna have a very, very interesting next six months. Uh, and then beyond that, we can really start looking at other areas. I mean, we haven't even spoke, we've got 1.1 million ounces of resource at uh, a place called Macapella, a different uh, animal to, uh, to a dumby, narrow, high grade, but the grades, you're getting 64 grams per ton over uh, four or five meters true width, a quartz visible gold. Oh. We just don't know though what's happening there. It's three kilometers in, in length. We just have no idea of the structure, et cetera. So that's something to do once uh, a dumby's right. moved to the next stage. And uh, then as I said, down structure from a dumby, you have Imbo East. And hopefully we'll have some results coming out of that early stage, but from creating a mining district, only eight Ks from a dumby, you know, it'd be how wonderful that would be, but very, very encouraging early stage exploration work. And again, second half of the year, perhaps some drill holes in there. So we have a number of things, but I really just want investors to focus on a dumby because when, yeah, when we come with the scoping study, um, I say people can just do the figures themselves on the, the margin and the ounces. And and the neat thing is too, because of the grade, we, we, we shouldn't need the world's biggest plant because you're getting probably half the, the tonnage of the many other one gram a ton West Africans, because we've got 2.4, 2.3 grams a ton. So the plant shouldn't be the largest. And uh, yeah, it, it, it all augurs well for uh, potential early stage economics uh, in the in the. And we'll explain study. that for a little bit of people at home that if you're only getting, if you're getting a very low grade of gold per ton, then you have to put obviously a lot more rock through a much bigger system just to make your, just, just to make it, you know, just to make your money, run your business. Yeah. But when yeah. you have significantly higher grades, you don't need to put a ton of rock into into a machine at the end of the day, and and I know I'm being very no, be exactly very right, local, but yeah. that's the logic, right? That you don't yeah. have to go, you don't have to go invest in the biggest mine at the end, of, or you know the biggest uh, facilities at the end of the day once you're ready to go on a dumb. Exactly right. The mill you're going to use for crushing or the various crushing stages, and then into the metallurgical plant. You you hopefully you you know you just don't need the scale, and of course the returns you're paying it back in the first half gram or whatever the economic cutoff is for your project. So everything above that is profit. Now, yeah, you've got one gram a ton, you're getting half a gram profit, but we, we, we're getting one and a half to two grams a ton profit. So that a couple of things, not just the, the profit and the return and the IRR and all those things should hopefully look very, very uh, uh, lucrative. Uh, but, uh, you know, beyond that, the reality is we're probably we're going to be bottom quartile cost curve uh, because of the uh, the grade, the quality of the, the what are we taking out? Yeah, strip ratios, the amount of waste rock, etc. will have influences, but we're certainly going to be uh, in, in a, uh, a, a very good part of the cost curve, which is always good to be. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because while, you know, I, want, I brought up uh, gold prices, right? We're sitting about 1825, right? And, you know, there are a lot of calls there. Gold's going to 3,000. Gold's going to 5,000. Okay, that would be great. I'm not sure. We'll talk about that some other time. But talk to us about how, uh, uh, what's the sensitivity on a Dumby and your Barrick Joint Venture to the price of gold? In other words, right now at 1825. So anywhere between 18 and 1950, where it keeps fluctuating, are you really profitable, you think? Or do you need more help? I want investors at home to have a good understanding of uh, of your sensitivity to the price of gold. Look, 2019, which is the last annual figures for Gabali, as I said, it's it's Barracks, one of their flagship operations. Similar grades in the pit. 
to what we're finding at Adambi. So let's look at it as a proxy. They're all in costs, and this is with an element of underground as well, which would normally be more expensive grounds. So including an element of underground, they're all in costs for their operation there. It was sub $700 an ounce. So <laughs> there you see the margins. Laugh. That's unbelievable. Yeah, so, you know, and, uh, and we're, uh, you could argue we're going to be leaner and meaner as a junior operator, um, but, you know, time will tell. It's early stage, we have resources, but so far it's really, really encouraging. Hence, the level of interest is cranking up on us. And I think, you know, just, just, to, just to flip it, I suppose, into, into valuations, I mean, what do you pay for it? This is a $1,000 an ounce long-dated option we're talking about, in essence. And we're currently trading around $15 an ounce. Uh, that's our enterprise value, or basically our market capitalization divided by our resources, around $15 an ounce. The majority of our peer groups through that area, virtually all of them with uh, grades significantly lower, so projects with a, a, a less robust than us, they're trading two, three, four, five, six times multiples uh, of that enterprise value to what we are. So um, that's why, again, I think when we get that resource upgrade in the next three months, the scoping study in six months, and anything that Barrick wants to come out with, we're hoping to see a uh, really a re-rating in our stock um, should everything else behave. Let me ask you a question, and and we'll maybe we'll, uh, you know I was going to end it there, but I wanted to ask you something because you since we're talking about it, a dumby right now is at. 3.7 million, give or take, right? Is there a number you need it to be at uh, at the end of the day? Um, I just yeah, I just want to mention that the 3.7 is a Dumby plus Marcapello, which is 1.1. Right, 1. right, 1. Sorry, yeah. the, that's right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that's right. So, so, um, and so a Dumby by itself uh, is sitting smaller. You know, it's uh, it's sitting more like 2.5, but uh, we'd hope to add around 400,000 ounces in the drilling in the pit. That right, takes it to right, 2.9 right. million ounces in the uh, you know, in the in the pit with a and is that big enough? Like, do you need uh, to get? Is that big enough, John, or do you need to get to a certain a certain size before you can think about, uh, you know, starting to take it out of the ground? It, it comes back to again. There's a real concept out there: ounces, ounces, ounces. I would much prefer to look at cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. And um, whilst it's not the biggest uh, open pit uh, potential resource there, I would argue that the uh, returns you're going to get on it are so much wider, uh, so much more significant, um, that th this will be a, a particularly robust looking project when the, the scoping study comes out. That's my feeling from everything I've seen, the metallurgy, the strip ratios, the cost, the cost per ton of other projects, plugging it all in. And as I say, everything goes to plan on the geology and the drilling and the resources, et cetera. It is just so much more robust that the big figure which investors want to know about, which is what it's worth, will be significantly higher than much bigger projects out there. Got it. All right. Yeah, because I'm doing some back of the napkin math here, which is if it's 2.5 million ounces now, you're hoping to add another 400. Let's just, for math's sake, round it up to 3 million. Uh, if you're making 3 million ounces, if you're making... Uh, profit of a thousand dollars per ounce on that. Hmm. That's three billion dollars. Is that bad back of the napkin math right there? Look, I I, I would only. And I'm not. By the way, yeah. So yeah, this again. I just have to. These are inferred resources, so we have to be clear where we are. We're right at the beginning of it, but but you know it is looking very robust. What I would suggest is you, if you're looking at a to carry on that analysis. Rather than using resources, let's look at reserves. In the typical sort of conversion, resource in reserves would be 65%. So it takes you down to about 2 million ounces. And again, complete speculation, but 2 million ounces. And then yeah, we just was like help people do and math. Then, they yep, can decide yeah, on their own. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so, um, and um, 
so I, I, again, we, if you look at 2 million and do the maths, then you, you obviously you're getting towards the figures that you were talking about. We still have CapEx, could be a 300, $350 million CapEx, yeah. you know, infrastructure in the area, all of these things, but you can see why it's so interesting. And I think the other element, let's not forget that we, we, we'd hope with the drilling that we, we, we take the open pit up to around 3 million and then another million underground, that's 4 million, but it's the 600 meters. Kabali is already mining close to a kilometer. You add another 400 meters of drilling, which we may or may not do, but you're getting over the tier one threshold then. So there's yeah, a lot yeah, of interesting elements to it. Yeah. Open-ended for sure, it doesn't stop here, but this is a yeah. good first phase, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. All right. Um, John, last comments to you. I mean, this has been a great conversation talking about uh, Adumbi, talking about the Imbo project area, your JV with Barrick, what's going to be coming, uh, you know, in the next six months. I think it's been a, it's been a fantastic conversation. Any last takeaways you want to make sure investors at home are, are considering? Yeah, well, I, I hope I have imprinted how a high-grade project uh, is... <laughs> It should be, you know, so attractive when we come with the scoping study. The other thing, there's no doubt that the Democratic Republic of the Congo is not a place that uh, a lot of people are aware of or invested in, but there's a really a couple of things that are going particularly right. Beyond the uh, Kabali gold mine, you've also got Rob Freeland with his uh, joint venture, the Chinese group on the uh, Kamoa Kulu copper mine. And that again, ahead of schedule, he's talking about the second best copper project in the world. So the region itself, uh, the DRC, there's quite a number of positive mining stories coming out of that area. So we're really happy about what it's offered. We have a team that's very, very experienced in that area. And hopefully the combination of releasing value in the asset, Adambi, in the country, the DRC, and uh, other things that may come along, like the JV with Barrett, et cetera, that should all be to the benefit of uh, shareholders. John, I got to tell you, you've painted a great picture of the assets. You've painted a great picture of what the next three, six, 12 months uh, could potentially look like and what we're looking for. And if anybody, anybody who's watching this, who's half a serious investor in uh, the junior mining, junior resources space, I don't know how they didn't, they, they haven't watched and listened to this and not get excited about it. So thanks so much for joining us today. This has been really powerful. All right. Thanks, George. Good speaking to you. For everybody at home, uh, you've been watching, or if you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform, to John Barker. He's vice president of business development at the Longcore Resources, which trades on the big board TSX under the stock symbol LN. For friends in the United States, L-O-N-C-F, and that's on the O-T-C-Q-X. Uh, and on Frankfurt, also L-O-5-1. Uh, so we got we got everybody covered, Canada, United States, and Europe. Do your due diligence. Get to the Longcore profile in Agoracom. It's got a great overview of all of this because you're not going to commit all this to memory. It's all nightly, nicely laid out there. And then, of course, you'll link right over the Longcore site as well uh, so you can do additional due diligence. We can't, you know, that's all we can do is bring all this information to you, do due diligence, talk to your financial advisor, do all things, but make sure you do the due diligence because 12 months from now, I don't want any of you to tell me I didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time.